1: Fee in terms apply,
0: Hello everyone. Before we get going, an apology for my audio. It's not the worst in the world, but it's certainly not to the standard that I would prefer. Sorry about that. Hopefully you still enjoy this episode. Sorry. Is streaking ahead and is onside. Beautiful play! That is that what a Close for Shearer, goal!
1: But Boston has it, oh, deflection, and a goal! the goal! Justin Mitchell, it's another
0: goal!
1: Incredible, Humble.
0: Taylor has scored, and that surely means it's the Premier League for Swindon Town now. Fantastic! Oh my, goal by Jan Bjorton. Martin. Austin going in! Yes! yes. New bet, new bet. 2-0 Swindon. No problem. I win this league anyway, Ritchie. He's hit it. It's Gladwell. Sterling strikes again, and a brilliant goal from Harry McCurdy. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? Nope. It's Mad Mash Media's drone, so it can only mean one thing. Deadline day has been, and it's going, going, gone. We're here to soak up two-minute clips of slow-mo arm folding to ambient dance music. Joining me for this one, again, it's almost like we did it in one sitting, it's
1: Joe. Hello, Joe. Hey, Rich, how's it going? It's been absolutely ages since we spoke. Are you good? right? It's been all right? a minute.
0: It's <laughs> been a minute. Yeah, I'm fine since... uh, uh Last chat. It's the tenth anniversary of the Marlon Pack, Bradley Wright Phillips, and Danny Green debacle. Happy anniversary,
1: oh, Joe! Happy anniversary indeed. The um, I always think of things in memes, and that I um, think of the the Travolta one where he's looking around, and well, yes, that was the great the great triple transfer that wasn't, wasn't it?
0: Oh, it was a day I'll never really forget because it was in that era where. Total Sport were headed by Mooreshead, Lias, and Warren. And I'll vividly remember that post 12 o'clock, it's all fallen through or it's all not happening. And just being absolutely gutted and knowing that the end was nigh on the uh Decanio train.
1: Yeah, but before we before we recorded this one, in that little gap, we were talking about the uh the Low Strangers archive and this has been retold. This told on the uh Sam Mooreshead episode. And did Chris Tanner talk about this one as well? Yeah. Yeah, both both quite compelling to listen back to get, you know, from the horse's mouth and the people who were there um stories. So recommendation of rather than rather than letting me live half vicariously through it, definitely go back and, and listen, because I remember hanging on every word to hear the the, uh, the ins and outs of that.
0: Uh, it's also the 26th anniversary of Kevin Horlock leaving for Manchester City for £1.5 million. How come we haven't really commanded that fee since?
1: Um, I don't know, but just think of all the things we did with that. That investment, eh? Wow. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> 2008,
0: Simon Cox joined. For around about £200,000.
1: yeah, That went alright, didn't it? That was a good one. It was beautiful, lovely stuff.
0: Yeah, 2011, Elliot Bennion signed from Torquay United. Uh, five figures, uh, not so well. Not quite to the Simon Cox levels, no, but no, significant no, no, nonetheless. No. Yeah, 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 Lee Cox signed on this day 11 years ago from Inverness, Caledonian Fistle. Again, about five figures. Uh, it's not going well, this, is it?
1: it splashing on the five-figure sums around a lot about 10 years ago, weren't we?
0: Mm, We certainly were. Okay. Then what about, um, on this day in 2019, we signed Kyle Bennett, Theo Robinson and Cameron McGilp.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got some, we got some FIFA tournaments out of that. Didn't we?
0: (laughs) We certainly did. Um, it's three years since Matty Palmer signed. There you go. No. (laughs) Why, why did we get excited for this window? Well, okay. Well, it is the eighty ninth anniversary of Tom Duckworth signing for two hundred pounds from Bolton Wanderers, and before we all laugh at that, he played one hundred and thirty seven times for Swindon. So at least that's that's mild
1: success. Yeah, and two hundred pounds have been half a house back then, so it's a good and a good rest. deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So so this episode is happening is is being recorded. As I talk right now, there's nine minutes left before the the window closes. This this is a general conversation. Things might happen in the time that we talk. Are you looking, keeping an eye out? Because I certainly am not. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, I'm looking, but nothing's coming through.
0: Okay. If if you listen to the Jodie Morris episode and listen to JR not be that enthused, I think it's a combination of trying to keep it quiet because children are asleep and also because you're a bit down in the dumps today, aren't you, JR? Well
1: well, perhaps perhaps the, the preface of being very late light on the uh, Trunks of Deadline Day may have may have set the tone of the Jodie Morris uh, pod. I hope that some enthusiasm came came across, but um I don't know. I wouldn't say should we say whelmed rather than underwhelmed, just yeah. Hmm. Mm. Mm. I'm scratching this, this is my no, head.
0: This is no way to celebrate the third anniversary of Scott Twine being sent out, out on loan to Chippenham Town. No. That worked out all right for him though, didn't it? Very well for him. Yeah, indeed it did. I'm going to stop doing the dates now. Although we did beat West Ham United in the FA Cup on this day in 1967, which is if it wasn't for the Arsenal game would probably be one of our greatest moments, but... Um, Anyway, I'm digressing because I'm waiting for 11 o'clock to to swing by and I'm using all my deflection uh, tactics here. So let's talk about January as a whole then. Shall we start with the outgoings? Uh, Yes, okay, let's start with that. Okay, so out went Lou Reed, um, who I think was our third captain. He went to Mansfield for money. Uh, Out went Ben Gladwin, our second captain. He joined a small contingent of town alumni who have commanded a departing transfer fee twice with Swindon, the other two being Chris Kamara and Jimmy Quinn. I can't think of any more. I invite anybody else to try and uh, to add to that list of three. How are you feeling on, on, on those two, first off, Joe? Major names, and I see a lot of reasoning from Swindon fans. And before this day, I think the narrative was, okay. clear them out. And let's bring people in. But as things are moving towards not much activity on the final day, I wonder if people be revising that that feeling.
1: Well, I think first out was Reed, wasn't it? And that kind of, or that I think that that set a tone and an expectation because we know that it wasn't featuring as much in the side. We know that when he's played, he's not been the linchpin that he was last year. So he struggled to get form. You assume, of course, at those stages that. There might be talks about other deals or contracts, and you know if somebody's not budging and they want to move on, then there did seem to be an air of inevitability and then on the back of that, which we'll come to a bit of later within a few hours, uh there was a replacement a young hungry replacement, and I think that we could rationalize then that wasn't really working for Reed this year, great player last year, shame, but different ambitions we have a replacement we have another body in and that he could go with our very best Ben Gladwin on the other hand I I, because I've messaged you privately about this I think I'm just searching out for you know a, a voice out there in my in my desperate hour of need I'm very disappointed to put it to put it bluntly We've said before about how um, you know Gladwin was often a scapegoat, usually the punching bag because because his his great strength is also the thing that people don't like about him and that he's you know a bit awkward and he's hard to read, but he offers things on the pitch that other people don't. I used to think he had a kind of instinct for picking out passes and particularly you know managing to. Hit off shots when goalkeepers were almost wrong-footed, always when they could see the full weight was on the opposite side, and then putting it to the uh, to the opposite side of where they were stood. If that makes any sense, you know, they're they're pivoting on the on the one foot, and he's aiming for the uh, the opposite side of that. Just somebody who could uh, play in a different way that you couldn't necessarily read as a player. Um, We know what quality he possesses from his various, various stints with us uh, for now. He came in under a big fanfare last year. He played bit parts. He was in that um, job share with Johnny Williams because of both having injury problems. But from this season, uh, he cut a lot of weight. Not that he was particularly heavy anyway. We had noticeably uh, bulked up. He was vice-captain, and from the games that I've been to the county ground this year, he was very vocal to players like Khan, players like Romeo Hutton. I don't know if they necessarily appreciated having him in their ear all the time, but you could see notable improvements from both of them as the weeks wore on, and you'd have to think that that experience um, spoke to that. You heard him on the uh, BBC speaking to Andrew Hawes after the Colchester game. A lot of people were thinking that you know, he sounded really impressive, you know, that he was doing his um, his licence, his UEFA uh, B, and I think that people were hoping that you know he, he, there would be a potential coach there and that he would see out his playing days with us. Um, and to use a crude analogy, if I think back to... Uh, you know, the dating days, the courting days with my friends, and, you know, anybody going through a particularly bad breakup, my advice will always be the same don't know if it's wrong or right, but, you know, look like, you know, if somebody doesn't want you or not interested and you have a breakup, look like you're having fun. Did Ben Gladwin look like he was having fun holding that scarf at Crawley? No, <laughs> he certainly didn't.
0: And it's such a nice picture of, Ben Gladwin, I think when he signed a new deal or maybe when he returned, where he was all smiles. So it's not one of those, I'm, I'm just being cool here by giving you a brooding look. No, no, no. Um, he looked absolutely miserable. And, and from things that I'm, I'm told, a fair few players that either left or, or maybe the club were looking to offload didn't want to leave. Don't know how true that is, but all the noise I hear is Ben Gladwin for the second time, <laughs> for the second time, did not want to leave this football club.
1: No, and I guess we don't know what we don't necessarily know what's going on the other side. We know that Crawley are in a difficult position. They may have made an offer that was you know, either difficult to refuse or or to match. I think he would have been out of contract at the end of the season anyway. So perhaps he found himself you know between a rock and a hard place. But do feel like. Yeah, he's an important player to to keep. We know the importance of having experience with young players. That might be you know, an old-fashioned way of looking at things, but I do think there's there's a lot of wisdom going with that. That's been part of the way of we've, we've justified um, yeah, having Charlie Austin come in at the beginning of the window. We said like, enough about that, but every time we speak of his presence, we're talking about what an impact it can have on people like Wakeling, Shade, Jeffcott. So why are we not thinking about those terms for Khan or Hutton or Lavinia or people like that?
0: Well, it's 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 11pm. Things are beginning to trickle through, I can see, but we'll discuss them in due course. Leaving on deadline day, as we anticipated, but not to the club that we expected was Angus Macdonald, our captain. So we've lost all three of our captains over the window, which I don't think has ever happened. Um, and I'm using no history um, to make that wild, um, sweeping statement. Uh, Angus Macdonald joined Aberdeen on a free transfer, interestingly, leaving connoisseurs of dad jokes absolutely elated, Joe. Um <laughs> uh, I'm told often that although he had the armband, he wasn't the most vocal person in the changing room, in the dressing room. So, you know, I don't know how much of a leader he was in terms of Angus Macdonald, the player. I was never a huge fan of what I saw, but he didn't really do much wrong, or he wasn't punished for the mistakes he did make. Like every time Ben Gladwin dropped a clanger, it always seemed to end in in you know something worse going, like conceding a goal, worse happening, like conceding a goal. But McDonald's tenure was was brief. It had a big injury in there. Ruined the reputation of our fine medical team.
1: Oh, off he went, and that was that. A lot of the justification for Louis Reed and for Ben Glaben going is that if you can get a fee for them now, it's worthwhile doing, because they'll go for nothing in the summer. At the start of the day, the the rumour floating around was that he would go to Burton. And there's an interest in terms of somebody that we have on loan from Burton that we wanted to keep. And I think a lot of people have made the sum that if there could be a exchange, or better still, if they could there could be an exchange and we could get a couple of quid, that would be the ideal. So very surprising to hear, first of all, the destination. So fair play to Angus for you know, getting up to the old SPL, but more surprising is that we just let him walk. And and that sort of thing doesn't happen in a vacuum, does it, Rich? It's one thing that is playing on my mind a bit for the deadline day is that that's 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 a culture shock there, isn't it? And that's that's not that's not happened by accident that you lose a captain and a vice captain within days of each other. And rumours circulating around about you know, losing who would now be our most experienced player. That churn of getting you know those those proven heads out does worry, especially when there's not there's not equivalents coming through. People who maybe even players who might ha- have, say, one or two seasons of EFL football under their belts, not seeing any of that come through so I'm struggling to picture what the uh what the rationale is and it, it's something that might only become clear tomorrow because as we said before we went on mic on here a bit like um, a bit like the the bell at playtime isn't it that's for the teacher not for you the deadline day is for clubs and their admin staff it's not for it's fun for fans to follow along on uh, on podcasts or on Sky Sports News, the radio, the advert, Twitter spaces, whatever, there may well be things that have gone through before this deadline that we might not hear about till tomorrow.
0: Yeah, that still annoys me, though.
1: Oh, yeah, it's, it's dreadful.
0: <laughs> it's just, I, you know, the joy of everything being done by six, you know, so staff can go home and enjoy their lives. No, where's the fun in that? this is a day where you sleep on the kit the kit staff floor or sofa you know it's uh, it, it's it's a dreadful thing really that's just been blown so out of proportion out of control by uh, by sky sports news and and others and here we are talking about it but i was hoping just to do a nice little summary of the month and it will be all tied up in a nice little ribbon but no we don't know what the full extent of this window has been just yet.
1: The only alternative I'd I'd countenance with that rather than doing deadline day is that we could do all transfers in secret and then people could come out with theme music like they do in WWE. Imagine that Jorginho transfer coming over and, you know, just see him Come on the bench for Arsenal it'd be amazing
0: Ooh, we could get Vince McMahon on cameo
1: I think that I think that he's uh he'll probably be doing that from um a collect call from prison, won't he? <laughs>
0: yeah, p- perhaps not the greatest uh, example there, but hey, um, I was thinking off the cuff and uh, <laughs> I've been punished for it
1: I' going to talk about Steve McMahon on this part eh.
0: There were also rumours of exits for long-serving LSI Andalo and Scott Lindsay's Crawley were after him and the People's Champion of Lovely Smiles, Johnny Williams, was strongly linked, apparently, to Cousin Mikey's Hibs with a couple of bids being uh, turned down by Swindon. And I guess things might have been a bit different on transfer deadline day. Had these moves happened?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think there was a lot of worry about Johnny Williams going because there have been some some murmurs uh, in the weeks before about him, about Hutton as well. Remember that was somebody that was that was hot on the uh, forums and on Twitter that that he might be off. I'd heard about rumours about um, clubs being interested in Khan as well. I just thought that any of these kind of mainstays within the squad would be a huge, a huge blow. If I think about clubs who'd come in for Johnny Williams, you immediately thinking, I think the likes of like your lower end of League One, your Oxfords and Wickhams and those kind of level, I guess never would have entertained thinking that Hibbs might come in. And then all of a sudden that, that did get me worried because you see how McCurdy was, uh, had his head turned by going up there. Yeah. You, know, you say cousin Mikey is a fan. You've been there, uh, a fabulous place to go and play your football. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's a huge, uh, ground, big following. It would be, it'd be tempting. So that's something that, uh, I don't think the league two could really compete with, but we've managed to, uh, managed to rebuff so that does at least at least settle the feeling of being a a fire sale I think
0: it's been a weird window hasn't it it's been largely ignored because of the managerial merry-go-round and then we've had to sort of pack all our emotion into like 48 hours and I think now we're like well sign everyone please and it's quite exciting from this side because we're getting messages through of players that we're we're signing we can't talk about at least one of them just in case others have been mentioned before so so we will sort of entertain it um let's let's talk about incomings because it started in incredible fashion Charlie Austin's return after over a decade of irrelevant football wilderness and uh, later In January, Jake Kane would join from Liverpool. We've only seen 45 minutes of him thus far. So far, we've been impressed. On deadline day, expectations were quite high. Um, Strong rumours that Malachi Fagan-Walcott has signed from Tottenham. Not sure if that's permanent or loan. And there's also a rumour that Lewis Ward, of all people, will be returning to Swindon as backup goalkeeper... For Sol Bryn, he's been released by Sutton United. And therefore, if unless I'm wrong, and I've been getting this wrong a lot this season, he can only play for one other team this year. Is that still
1: the same if you're a free agent?
0: It has to, because he's played
1: for two teams.
0: Well, he, he might not be, but there are rumours that he is back in the building.
1: That's, that's yes, yeah, so I hear. Well, I guess that whether that uh, two clubs still holds true when you're a, a free agent or not, um, that would mean that the club don't have to race to get him signed, do they? If they're picking him up when he's out of contract, they can wait a day or two. I, I don't know. I'm,
0: I'm I'm arguing with you over it, Joe. You <laughs> have absolutely no idea what the rule is if they're free I don't know agents. The, I
1: don't know the rules either. But uh, yes, yes, rumours rumors of him being spotted and in the... In the gear, in, in, in the ground, and, and, and everything. It's not like the glory days where Tony
0: Cotty played in every division in one season. Leicester, Norwich, Barnet, and Millwall in the same season, all playing in different divisions. No, Good work no, if you no, can get
1: it. It's, it's superb. And Joy, it would be a superb bit of, of money ball transfer there if we managed to get a you know, even a small fee for him to go to Sutton and to get him back for nothing that's even better than Juve managed with Pogba isn't it that's well not better than that but still pretty good if we could do that with more of our players that would be um that would be good but um it's hard to hard to find experienced players and i think that he probably felt a bit pushed out after the uh the playoff run and then being usurped by a low knee and probably thought well stuff this i'll i'll walk into Sutton's team and well didn't so if he can come back to us even if it even if it's a, a, till the end of the season and you know we've got we've got an option on the bench um we'll push uh Bryn Harder um I'm all for it if that's if that's the case uh, yep that's good good tick off for me
0: well the the big news if Lewis Ward does return to Swindon is that the Wiltshire Air Ambulance signage <laughs> in the county ground becomes well, it's no longer out of date.
1: No, exactly. There you go. It can be it can be renewed. So for the good folk <laughs> at the Wiltshire Air Ambulance, let's let's get their relevance back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The guy that I slated more than any other opposition player <laughs> and he's back. Oh man. Well at least we'll get more goalkeeper content over over the next few months. Uh, more Q and A's with goalkeepers.
1: Yeah, and he's got that. He, well, you've got two people with the uh, journalism um, education things. So if uh, Edbrand is in the house, and if you've got Lewis Ward, they can make their own content. It'll be perfect.
0: Superb. Um, a little bit on Fagan Walcott, uh, a prospect. Uh, he's been in the Tottenham youth setup for about eight years. His only senior. Football has been in the form of the Football League Trophy and a couple of games in in, in the Scottish Championship with Dundee. He's a centre back, and well, we need one of those.
1: Yes, we certainly we certainly do. Um, yeah, he's known to the um, vineyards, They're 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 old muckers. Um, young, that's the type we like. Young from a Premier League academy, uh, you know, been. Been coached by the best. What more can you really say from that? It sounds like he'd be um, an ideal fit. Later it appeared that this rumor was just that, just rumor. Oh well. am just wondering who the most experienced in that back line would be now. Would that be Blake Tracy? Hard to well, tell. Well, yes,
0: it. because that's the uh, until 11 pm, that was the big news, wasn't it? The, uh, the, the, the drone treatment and the slow mo and the uh, and the and the arms folded to ambient dance music um, was for Fraser Blake Tracy. He's joined until the summer of 2024, which, given his age, might mean he leaves in the summer. There, <laughs> I had to put one dig in. It. Um, but a great permanent signing,
1: although not spectacular, important,
0: good, but it's not what the people were waiting for, was it? <laughs>
1: No, we certainly weren't waiting for the drone shot reveal i think you, you you maybe hold that for someone who isn't already in the door otherwise we could have a drone shot for luke jeffcott not being recalled or something like that cuz it feel like a signing, cuz he could be here till summertime but um i don't know if it's fair to say underwhelmed he was he was on the on the wish list wasn't he and i think that i think you and i maybe saw things in the same way that there'd be no way that Burton wouldn't have him back judging on how he'd played and you know, their position in league one. I thought that he'd be a sir. I certainly thought if I was you know in charge at Burton, he'd be, he'd have been back start of December or something like that. So it didn't seem hugely likely. They've done plenty of business today to try and keep themselves up. I think i got one in a big in, um, so yes, I'm happy there's gonna I'm happy there's gonna be you know for longer than just the season. If he got the uh you know, the Doyle treatment that was only gonna be a, with us till the end of the season, I would have been really miffed at the at the uh full sell. But also that kind of tone sets that um when you're gonna have a player that's revealed in such and such spectacular fashion, that does kind of give you the feeling of uh that's all folks. That's your big one.
0: Um, more emerging names or another emerging name is Joe Tomlinson possibly returning. This was later confirmed signing a loan deal until the end of the season. Uh, that Ryan Whelan chap says it was out of nowhere, but it's certainly been discussed this month, which is interesting. Uh, he he was good in the 10 games that he played last season before getting injured
1: Fullbacks, we bloody love them yeah we certainly do i did wonder whether it was going to be uh tomlinson or fbt on the permanent so uh, we could always do with do with more we are we we are light in that and we have got um we've got the video can go either side and you could always push both of them further up as well so that's another good thing about having uh, a good new coaching setup coming in is that they can have a look and see what is what is needed. The other thing to mention at this stage is yes, we've had outgoings and incomings. Um Jake Kane, he was the one who came in for uh Louie. Don't think we mentioned that. So that's Liverpool Academy, year younger than uh, Tom Clayton's group, isn't he? Um, but had heard had heard good things and got got put on to what it was like when he was scoping out the move. So yeah, good caliber of recruitment Um, But, yeah, what we might not have touched on is that there's still loan spots up. And I think if you're looking to loan players to Swindon without a manager or Swindon who've got Jody Morris as manager, that suddenly becomes a more appealing destination for trying to send your promising young players. So that could spark some surprises as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this is all gone off the rails a little bit hasn't it because we are now (laughs) we are now sort of flirting with with the rumor mill we're not flirting we're full-on smooching with the rumor mill given that no announcements have been made so to recap Fraser Blake Tracy has signed Jake Kane has signed Charlie Austin he's doing all right isn't he he has signed but at the time of recording Malachi Fagan Wolcott has not neither has Lewis Ward um and there's also one other which we're not gonna name just in case we look daft. Um he's not a child either. So um Tommy Wright would be happy.
1: Yeah, and there'll be no loose lips from me because I don't have a clue you're talking about, so you'll have to tell me about that uh, off mic. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. It's just yeah, maybe maybe um I'm getting not getting the same messages as you, but um I'm not gonna mention it just in case it doesn't happen and I look like a complete idiot. I, this name. Hadn't been mentioned before, before twelve or before eleven o'clock at night. Also, hearing that DJ's gone to AFC Wimbledon—that's a heartbreaker.
1: Yeah, that is. A, oh, that was a, that was a grim, a grim one, wasn't it? The twenty twenty one when we got Miss in and Matt Smith and DJ out. Oh, yeah. Still not over that one. The transfer that
0: came out of nowhere. Turned out to be Dylan Kadji, a young Bristol City attacking player. Spent a couple of times in the Championship and also a little bit of time out on
1: loan at Bath City. Welcome to Swindon, Dylan. Do you feel a bit more reassured having getting you know young ex-Academy pros in or potentially in to field experienced players? Do you feel more reassured now that you've got Morrison Brand in the coaching side of things to get a tune out of them yes yes yeah, good night <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah I, and also the fact that williams hasn't appeared to have left and i've probably kissed that oh god he better not go and i know people saying cash in on them but we didn't get any money for angus Macdonald, so we might have been happy just to um say goodbye to johnny williams i know there are rumors of bids being rejected but we don't know the ins and outs do we and um well i i know what people are saying in terms of what he's going in the summer probably anyway but there's 19 games left of this season if he stays fit i don't care what anyone says he'll be important
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely, and he can take it from me. Having your uh, Sunday morning breakfast on Leith Walk is not as good as having it on the streets of Marlborough.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, he seems to have fun in Marlborough.
1: Yeah, exactly. He wouldn't want to. He wouldn't want to give that away. He's become become a part of the um, part of the scenery there got some non-transfer breaking news coming through you see? yes um before before we go there i just want
0: to say i do not follow johnny williams around marlborough although my words did kind of suggest that i do it's called social media he, he posts stuff every now and again i do not i can't remember the last time i've been to i went to marlborough
1: he didn't want to eat that toast so you know eating it off his plate when he'd left was not that weird was Come
0: it oh man okay <laughs> What's what's the big exclusive that hasn't been provided by the football club, but by the uh, the mainstream media?
1: Um, that we are we are taking an active step forward in the um, in the fight against climate change and pro sustainability. That we have a chief sustainability officer, and his name is Mr. Michael Doughty. Ah, oh, never in doubt. Another Welshman for you. Yes, yeah, very good. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: you've got to feel for the fans that thought he was going to buy the club or invest, and now they've they've announced him as chief sustainability officer. Um, there's going to be a few people that will go, oh. I want Hilo on our shirts next season, though, potentially. That would be pretty cool.
1: It would be cool. And do you know, one of the um, that shirt that has the collar in the embroidered badge, that was made from recycled bottles. I remember reading that on the label. So don't be too down on <laughs> fumity wear just yet. Look, Clem said he wasn't looking for a sugar daddy, and that goes for a sugar stepson as well.
0: <laughs> well, there we go. I think we're going to have to draw a line on this episode. Apologies, my audio is quite tinny. I don't know what happened there, but due to the time of day, I I don't want to go to bed at two a.m. But Joe, thank you for staying online until silly o'clock on a work night. God bless you.
1: I know, straight to bed for me. Not very funny.
0: The Low Strangers is an independent supporters' podcast. Views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club or their official partners. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast artwork was designed by Matt in Singapore. What a guy. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. I have bubble.